Rural Focus. Hello there, to you. Welcome to today's Rural Focus podcast here on the Listener app, L-I-S-T-N-R. It is Troy Stockton aboard. Plenty going on in agriculture circles, aquaculture or horticulture circles. And I see where the new industry alliance seeking nearly close to $6 billion to feed money for road repairs. The newly formed Rural Road Alliance, well, it is calling for an emergency funding package totaling, well, close to $6 billion. in the upcoming federal budget. So I'm sure we'll hear more on this over the next couple of weeks or so. But Paul, it was a big, big show today. We did catch up with Professor Donna Mack. Donna is from the Notre Dame University here in WA because very soon over 100 medical students are heading to the wheat belt. But they're heading to the wheat belt, but they need some help along the way. What is that? We'll find out from Professor Donna Mack for you very soon. We'll catch up with the bloke who really doesn't need an introduction here in WA, the one and only Harry Carroll from Nutrient Livestock. Find out and see how last week's two-day sale there at Mount Barker went. But first things first, another bloke who really doesn't need an introduction. Hello, Stu McKenzie. Good morning, Troy. Good morning, listeners. How are we all today? Is the fertiliser window, is it starting to close a little bit, mate? Oh, look, some would say yes and some would say no. <laughs> Rewind, and for those playing along at home and who have been listening to the Listener Podcast, mm. which you can pull up any time, mind you. Love the Listener Podcast, particularly the Rural Focus Podcast, and it is the only traditional ag-based podcast on Listener. So there you go. Interesting point for a mother. <laughs> um, but I digress. Go back three or four months ago when yes. we started talking about the fertiliser game for 2023, mm. and all the big guys were out there saying, hey, there's no rush. Don't worry about ordering just yet. There'll be plenty of phosphate around. And now we're coming to six, maybe six weeks out, and the story has changed dramatically. Oh, phosphate's at sight. Prices will possibly go up again. There's not a lot of urea around. And, you know, once upon a time they were saying, oh, no, you'd be right to order in, in April, May, and the window will stay open. And now they're saying it's closing. So mm-hmm. is there something going on here, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> uh, at a local supply level? For local manufacturing, yeah. there is still product available. So if you're chasing something, speak to your merchandise, speak to your agro, speak to your suppliers, get that written guarantee of a price security. Now, if they're not willing to give you a, a secure price and they keep going, oh, this is a, this quote is only valid for seven days, yeah. tell them you're going to shop around. Okay. And they will give you a written price guarantee or price hold for up to 30 days. You just have to push them for it. And... Ladies and gents, our farmers, our growers, our landholders, our landholders, it is your right to ask for that. And even the ACCC will back you. you know, another 72-hour hold on a price is not enough. We want that guaranteed so we can make sure our budget is finalised and we know exactly where we sit before we go and drop huge amounts of dollars into inputs for 2023. Mate, uh, the beef market, uh, slow going for cattle shipments? Yeah, so this is a bit disappointing. You know, it was only a few weeks ago where prices were quite buoyant, mm. and the the general feeling amongst the industry was really, you know, really positive, and it was a great vibe and everything else that was going on. And auctioneers were going. We still haven't seen the back of this market start to drop off. It will happen eventually, but I don't think we're expecting two weeks later. Mm to be seeing quite the drop that we're seeing now. So, And this is going to be a flow-on from feedlots and, you know, the mum and dad grower and all yeah. the rest of it. So once again, you know, if you don't need to market them straight away, don't. If you need, if you can hold on to them, can you, you, sh- you certainly should. However, mm. if you've had a recent drop of, of cars and um, you need to start moving some head off into, into either, you know, live export or, or uh, feedlot or off to the slaughterhouse, abattoirs, pick and choose your markets. There's still some markets which are quite buoyant, but others and some of the mainstream ones are starting to drop off. So 
check out your online stuff and make sure that you're getting the biggest dollar return for your time, energy and stock. Mate, the team from Blazator back in WA, apparently uh, the team here have uh, now set up camp there in Donnybrook. Yeah, and look, once again, Blazator, they do a tremendous yeah, job. Yeah. Over the last five years particularly, whether it be fire, flood, drought, whatever the scenario, Blazator have been the first organisation to stick their hand up and go, hey, look, we're here to help. Um, and even growers who have suffered from fires and flood and everything else across Australia, they're sticking their, ha- their hands up to help the next round of growers that have been affected, particularly in WA with these fires. I mean, it's been been terrible yeah and no doubt once they're finished down south they'll go north once they can get across paddocks and station country which is still currently flooded so you know blazade hats off to you and i know john hassel has had a lot of it a lot to do with blazade as well uh so lb hats off to you but look blazade if you see him around the donnybrook area buy him a coffee or something stronger at the end of the day don't <laughs> buy him a beer for breakfast it's just not quite allowed just yet no. but yeah certainly blazade bloody well done yeah, absolutely. Uh, CBH, mate, uh, speaking sport, uh, they're back to, uh, well, support regional netball. And this is fantastic. So three events coming up, June, July, Geraldton, Meriden and Esperance. So CBH, as we know, they put a lot of money into regional football and the AFL uh, and hockey as well through Hockey WA in sponsoring the CBH Men's and Women's Championships in Perth which are between July and August. So CBA, so they're putting a lot of, they are putting a lot of money back into regional WA at the moment, which is fantastic, but they generally only do it off the back of good seasons. CBH have been a long-time sponsor for hockey for about 15 years, and that's, a, that's an ongoing thing. But outside of that, yeah. they generally pick and choose where they want to put their money. So yeah. well done, CBH. The challenge to Netball WA and Netball Australia is to make sure that all of those funds that are being allocated by CBH go into these regional tournaments and that they don't withhold funds for Metro programs because that's going against the Charter. So CBH, I, I, I applaud you for doing this, but please make sure that those funds are allocated to these three regional events and the lead-up and the advertising and promo stuff and that Netball WA and Netball Australia don't withhold some of it, like what we've seen across AFL and hockey and a few other sports in the past. Now, mate, uh, apparently Little Birdie tells me you were out and about across the weekend. Uh, what can you tell us about the Southern Forest Steppers? Yeah, so the Southern Forest Steppers are a group of ladies originally from Pemberton. Okay. So, so we we were down in the big southwest on the weekend, yep. and we we got a message from one tiny Holly saying, "Hey, what's your mob up to?" And all the rest of it said, "Well, we're actually coming into Pemberton." The conversation said, "Oh, we're also in Pemberton." So, we we rocked up at the Pemberton Sports Club to see our mate Tiny Holly do his thing as a MC for the day, and then as an auctioneer for the silent auction and everything else, because Tiny puts a lot of time and effort into breast cancer and mental health and, and a lot of other charities. He's raised over $35 million for charities. And I think we said that on mm, uh, yeah, folks the other week. Yeah. Anyway, so the um, Southern Forest Steppers, mm-hmm. um, they raise money for breast cancer research across across regional WA over 10 or 11 years. So yeah, it's been yeah. it's a fantastic and it's a huge amount of money going into breast cancer research. So they do they do these charity, charity walks and then it all culminates at the Southern Steppers fundraising day, yep. which was on Saturday, where okay. they do a silent auction, they do a log shop, they do a, oh, a cool. spud pick, uh, a, a, a dunk the local copper. <laughs> um, you know, we all, everyone ships it with that, of course. Um, <laughs> throw the ball at the target, and the, uh, the local whoever drops into a, a big tub of water. Uh, they had live music. They, it was just a fantastic day. So congratulations to Julie and the rest of the team down there at the Southern Forest Steppers for the amount of work that they have done, and moving forward to continue what they will do as well. So, bloody great job. 
Yeah, absolutely. So they've had more than 50 members since 2017 and collectively have raised more than $200,000. So amazing effort yeah. there by uh, the ladies behind the uh, the Southern Forest Steppers. And as you say, well done to, uh, to Julie and all the team there. And I'm sure it would just get bigger and bigger, mate. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. All right, sounds like you're uh, starting to drop out there, mate. Uh, another busy week for you out and about again? Yeah, so I'm um, heading across to Hyden today and then Jaramunga this afternoon and then up to Pindley, Corrigan, and Yillering on Wednesday. Farm business updates in Williams on Thursday mm. and then Friday Friday locally in, in, in around town. So in around Albany, which is going to be fantastic. Tomorrow, of course, ladies and gents, particularly the gents, uh, tomorrow is, is Valentine's Day. So make sure that you spoil those who are dearest and nearest to you. Make sure that some of our growers are out there spending a bit of that well-earned well earned coin on their beloved other halves. On that note, have a great day, have a great week, and stay safe. The following interview on the Rural Focus podcast is a paid interview. A reminder, this may not be the right product for you, and other goods and services may be available. Time right now to catch in with Nutrient Livestock's very own Harry Carroll. See how we went at Mount Barker last week. Good morning, mate. Morning, Troy. Morning, listeners. How did you go uh, there last Thursday and Friday? Yeah, last Thursday, Troy. Um, yeah, another uh, 1,900 yarded, um, another big yarding of wieners, and, and, and once again, good quality calves again, and, you know, We've had two pretty big weeks now, and uh, we're nearing the end, of course, of our two-day sales. So uh, anyway, we're chipping our way through them. I'll give you some quotations, Troy, for 20 kilo-plus steers on Thursday, 380 to 426 cents a kilo. The 380 to 420 uh, kilo calves, these sold from uh, uh, 400 to a top of 440, would have averaged a smidge over 400. The 330 to 380 kilo uh, wiener steers, 390 to a top of 460. And uh, the 280 to 330 kilo wieners, 420 to 490 cents a kilo for those. And just started to ease a bit as the market went on with sort of a fair lick of those lighter calves starting to come through. Now, heifers, uh, wiener heifers, uh, a good quality yarding of these. Uh, the market did sort of come back a, a bit and uh, got a bit bit tougher as the, uh, the heifers got lighter. 380 to 420 kilos, 350 to 380 cents a kilo, pretty much covered those. 330 to 380 kilo heifers, uh, 360 to 440, just a couple of pens of real good black heifers at that 440 mark. 280 to 330 kilo wiener heifers, yeah, 330 to, to 380 or 90 cents a kilo is pretty much them all day. And under 280 kilo wiener heifers, anything from 310 through to 340 or 50 cents a kilo live weight. So all in all there, the market was okay, but Mm. the heifer portion got a bit tougher as as time went along. Uh, Now on Friday, Friday, 550 cattle yarded, uh, nutrient team, 340 of those. Good yarding of uh, tradie type steers and heifers, the yielding types and both slaughter ready and uh, ideal for the feeders and and a very very good yarding of heavy beef cows also again a couple of weeks in a row with good numbers of cows uh, heavy steers 750 kilos plus top of 320 five to 600 kilo steers 300 to 334 Yielding steers, 400 to 500 kilos. These sold from 350 to 398 cents a kilo. Heavy boning room heifers, 540 kilos plus, 290 to 310 uh, for the few of those that were on offer. And those under 540 kilos, 300 to 348 cents a kilo. Now, heavy prime cows, they were a real feature the other day, <laughs> 280 to 298 cents a kilo. Market's still pretty strong there. Medium cows, 260 to 294 cents a kilo. And your plain cows, 180 to 260 cents a kilo, all being bought by 
processes, heavy prime bulls 240 to 308 cents a kilo. So that wrapped up two really good days of uh, numbers. Um, But yeah, just make sure you just be a bit smarter about how we're drafting our calves on farm before they come into the sale. So you've got this week and next week and then back to single sales, mate. Yeah, yeah. This this current week we're in now. One more after that and then we're back to the single single, uh, sale setup. You're out and about off to Brimmer Bay, they tell me, mate. Yeah, mate. Heading out there this morning. Do there shortly and um, should be back uh, (laughs) doing other jobs around Albany by about lunchtime, I reckon, with a bit of luck. Got got, got your sunburn cream? Yeah, thanks, mate. I've got it in the door. Yeah, it's right here. Right alongside my right knee, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, good on you, mate. Uh, have a great week, and we'll chat to you again next week. Good on you. Thanks, Troy. Rural Focus on Triple M. And a popular wheat belt immersion program that exposes medical students to rural life. We need them in rural areas and medicine is uh, heading to the wheat belt very soon. And we do have Professor Donna Mack from the University of Notre Dame to explain more about it. Professor Donna Mack. Good morning there to you. Good morning, Troy, and thanks very much for having me on the program. That's all right. So what have we got here? Over 100 medical students from the university heading to the wheat belt. That's right. Yeah, we're very excited. And this is something that we do every year. Our medical students go out to the wheat belt. And one of the important parts of what they do, you know, to learn is they live with rural families and households. We are actually looking for people and families to billet our students. Um, They will be in week eight of the first year of their medical course and we're wanting to expose them to rural life. Um, So actually getting them to learn what it's like to live in the country because until you understand that, it's really hard to work somewhere and it's very hard as a doctor to give patients, you know, the care Mm. that is focused on them as a person taking into account their lives, their priorities and whatever. Yeah, so we're looking for people to host our medical students. During the day, they'll be participating in academic activities, like they might be visiting a health service or learning about farm safety. But of an evening, they would be with their host family and, you know, just chit-chatting around the dinner table, learning perhaps some some of our host families will, you know, take them out um, catching yabbies or or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, Or, or playing netball or basketball. And they learn what it is to live as part of a rural community and, and how much fun that is Absolutely, because you know yeah. that certainly is something that the students have told us in the past. They they never realised that there was so much fun to be had and, and how much fun they could have and also contribute to yep. that community as a future doctor. So this is a part of the Wheatbelt Medical Student Immersion Program. Uh, when from and how long is it running for? So this program has been going on since 2005 so it's gone for a very long time over the length of that time it's grown and so you know we started off in three towns but now you know we're scattered across six towns because you know more and more towns want to be involved and so we're looking for hosts um, from the towns of Kellerberran, Meriden, Bruce Rock, Southern Cross, Westonia and Narragin and we open this to people not just living in towns but you know if you're a little bit out of town but you have a way of getting the students into town of a morning and getting them back home of an evening that works as well and we would love our students to have the opportunity to meet a wide variety of country people so you know you might be a young family or an older family you might be a couple or you might be you know single 
you know, whatever your mm. background yeah. is, yeah. we would welcome you, you know, on this program. And don't think you need to, you know, be like, you know, a, a palatial hotel. <laughs> uh, literally, all they all they need is a bed. And if you have a spare room and you don't have a bed, that's fine. We've got students who've got swags, and they can just roll them out, and they'll be quite comfortable there. Okay, listeners, so uh, if you can help out these Notre Dame students and you can help them out with a billet, of course, a hundred of them coming right across plenty of areas of the wheat belt, as Professor Donna did mention. A couple of ways you can get in contact. One is by getting in contact today with the Rural Health West, 086 That's 08 or email choosecountry at ruralhealthwest.com.au. That's choosecountry at ruralhealthwest.com.au. And do they need to do anything else here, Professor Donna? Tell us your name, what town you're in, and and how we can get in touch with you. And we'll get in touch and have a chat and and just see, you know, what are your circumstances and, you know, are there preferences? You know, do you want male students, female students, whatever? And, you know, we have got doctors in rural areas yep. and particularly in Narragin, yep. you know, who did this program and okay. now they're working there as a rural GP. So, you know, it, it's really exciting because we can see how it's kind of paying off and um, and then some of our doctors who have been through this program and now working in the country, they are involved in hosting students and their families, their extended families are involved in hosting students. That's really exciting for us to see. And it's maybe a good way to, to get, hopefully, some more GPs out into the regional areas. Yes, yeah. yes, absolutely, yeah. So when will the, all this go ahead and happen? So this will be from the 14th to the 17th of okay. March. Yep. So it's three nights that yep. we're asking people to host the student for. And yes, you know, if you're interested, please get in touch with us and have a chat to us and you can learn more about it. That you most certainly can. That telephone number again, 08 or email choosecountry at ruralhealthwest.com.au. Can they have more than one? Yes, yeah. we actually prefer them to be um, in pairs okay. so that they can kind of look after each other a bit and, and, and you know, take, take Absolutely, some of that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But some, look, some people really can only have one student. And if that's yeah. the case, we also have students who would prefer to be by themselves. So, you know, we can allocate the students to, to fit your needs. Yeah. And it's a fantastic partnership too with Rural Health West, the Rural Clinical School of WA, Wheatbelt East Regional Organisation of Councils, and also to uh, the local shires, Professor. Yes. And, you know, that's one of the things that we are are really um, pleased with is that, you know, so many local organisations and rural organisations have got on board to help us. And it's really reinforcing to us that, yeah, we're on the right track of continuing Mm. with this initiative to help rural people and to find out from them what they need from us. That's we learn a lot from that process as well. All right, so if you can uh, help out by uh, sort of billeting out the students here, it's from Tuesday the 14th to Friday the 17th of March this year, over 100 medical students from the University of Notre Dame. Just quickly run through those towns again there, Professor. Kellerberon, Meriden, Bruce Rock, Westonia, Southern Cross 
and Narogen. All right, let's see if we can uh, find some homes for these uh, medical students who are making their way across the wheat belt. Professor Donna Mack from the University of Notre Dame. Hey, thanks for your time today and hopefully we can get some volunteers. Great, thanks so much, Troy. Not a problem, not a problem at all. So come on, for uh, the people around the WA wheat belt, if you can help out with these 100 medical students, they need to be billeted out next month. Get in contact with Rural Health West there today. 086 389 4500. That's 086 389 4500. Or you can email the team there today. Choose country at ruralhealthwest.com.au or better still, just give us a buzz here at the radio station on 13353 and we can pass on the information there to the team at Rural Health West and get these 100 medical students out to regional areas and hopefully they'll stay in the regions as well. Hey, let's hope so. That is it. Done and dusted. Yeah? Okay. All right. No complaints here. Thank you for your company today. I've been True Stockton and I do look forward to bringing you another Rural Focus podcast again very soon.